0: Money FM eighty nine point three, the best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM eighty nine point three. Money FM eighty nine point three. Good morning. Ed, it's the breakfast huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. Willie King back with the finance update a little bit later on. For now, though, let's take a look at today's "Why It Matters" topic. When you walk through a supermarket aisle, have you ever wondered where the products come from? I mean, who makes it possible for these brands to make it to the shelves? DKSH, also known as Dathelm Keller Henga, is a Swiss holding company specializing in market expansion services. And DKSH currently stocks about 60% of the shelves of Singapore supermarkets, supplying everything from cereal to body care products. But how has recent events like for example, the Russia Ukraine conflict, or even the most recent ban on fresh chicken exports from Malaysia, impacted their business. And how are they evolving their business model to keep up with these changes, especially in purchasing trends in this post COVID world that we live in? Well, on the line with me is Tan Ken Jek, who is head DKSH Singapore and vice president, fast moving consumer goods, DKSH Group. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Elliot, um, and thanks for having me interesting day to be talking about how food makes the aisle especially when I'm sure a lot of our listeners will be heading to the supermarket to prep for the week they'll be having you guys top of mind DKSH Singapore's number one food service and food distributor what else could you tell us about the company
1: oh uh, well um, uh, DKSH is actually in fact a market expansion services company Um, we help companies to grow their business in new and existing markets DKSH, we have got four different business units. You know, um, We have got the FMCG, the fast-moving consumer goods. We have got the um, healthcare. We have got the technology. And last but not least, the performance material. Um, so with these four units, I mix up the um, DTSH group, actually.
0: How did you guys deal with... I mean, currently you have to deal with the Russia-Ukraine conflict and then was, there was the whole uh, chicken exports ban from Malaysia. <laughs> Headache aside, how did you guys manage that situation?
1: I think I think, I think the, the, the biggest problem with this Ukraine-Russia war is actually very much on the um, global supply chain. Mm. Um, it is impacted very much. It is true and it is factual. That has impacted a lot of um, um, supply and demand uh, forecasting accuracy. So, what happens in um, DKSH? We have uh, pivoted ourselves. You know, we have um, um, trying to join three dots together, meaning to say, our clients, which is the brands that we represent, the customers, which are the supermarkets, and ourselves. So, what happens behind the scenes that you guys don't get to see behind the curtains? Actually, we have an SNOP team. Um, that is the demand and supply team that is trying to join these three dots together. Um, two things is happening, one is collaboration, the other one is actually very much communication. Mm. Um, collaboration, meaning to say we collaborate a lot with our clients, um, especially those that's coming out from US and the European um, channel. Um, we have pivoted them and even advice, went into an advisory role to tell them, we are sourcing, resourcing it out from some um, places from Asia that is closer to Singapore and you are able to get inventory faster and shorter and more certain Um, the other part is very much about communication we are constantly communicating communicating with our clients our customers to give them constant updates of what we are receiving and what we are not receiving and for those that we are not receiving the products that we are not receiving we are really sourcing similar ones to substitute it, you know, the kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So so a lot of collaborations a lot of um, um, communications is happening behind the scene, actually. Mm.
0: What you talked about is very reflective of how I think two years ago we had officials come out to say don't worry, the Singapore's <laughs> supply is diversified in that sense. You take from different areas. So there was just never ever a toilet paper crisis that I thought would happen. <laughs> what were those discussions like when, say for example, that issue happened, right? Maybe rice, people buying more rice, for example. Is it a case of, okay, let's have an emergency meeting or a case of, you know what, all these suppliers are already in place. We just need to move and tweak it a little. Is that what the evolution is like?
1: It, it, uh, I would say to a certain extent, if I would to, to bring all us back two years where during the COVID period, the panic buying and uh, people were rushing to shelves and wiping off everything out of the shelves. Mm. Um, um, DKSH, actually for us, we set up a task force. You know, um, We started the task force really um, talking to our clients, getting our inventory and even... Um, across our other businesses in our region to even borrow stocks in, in that manner okay. so um, for us fortunately I would say uh, we were pretty well prepared um, we, we got our stocks I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't say that we were perfect and we were really had stocks our in, uh, inventory to supply we, we faced um, um, out of stock situations as well you know trying to get I'm um, not forgetting that Singapore is a small little red dot in our little uh, in, the, in the globe you know yeah. so 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 yeah it, it, it was a very challenging time um but now, how things has pivoted, I would say um it has come down to a little bit of normalcy and uh, a little bit of stabilized um supply already, but still the channel of u s and you know the european channels are still facing some delays and uh, stuff like that yeah yeah
0: hey, does technology play a part or or has technology i mean new technologies perhaps been implemented throughout this time to keep stock for lack of a better choice of
1: words oh definitely definitely um, um for our warehouse we even um extended ourselves to a third party warehouse oh. to inventory inventory our products you know and um, um we have quite a robust um system uh, wms we call it our warehouse management system um, in our warehouse to manage such such things. Um, we even even um, operationally um, our people has pivoted into a a night shift delivery because we have uh, collaborated with our client our customer sorry to tell them say that look um, I'm sending stocks over to you in a day with all the requirements that is asking today in today's world because there's a lot of windows. For delivery and certain point of day you are you are just unable to handle so what Mm -hmm. happens that we we spoke to our customers and tell them say that let's do night delivery even for the instance you know so um, we have also pivoted this part of it in our uh, system and technology as well
0: quite interesting so it's like uh, I can receive my goods before 10 p.m. that type of thing so it's like I can receive my orders before 10 p.m. that sort of thing right
1: um, yeah, that, 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 will fall very much into the e-commerce online. Oh, platform. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, behind the scenes, um, what I'm referring to is all those that is down to the supermarkets, the brick and um, um, stores and uh, stuff like that. Uh, yes. Uh, you, you are not wrong. DKSH also. Yeah. I've also pivoted into a e-commerce uh, more robust. Um, we used to only do, um, 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 service only the B2B. We have extended ourselves with a JV to do a B2C, to outreach. Um, and that is where your question about, um, are we delivering at, by, by, by 10 o'clock, by two hours and stuff like that, we have pivoted ourselves and we are branching out into this sector as well.
0: Ah, very. It also creates jobs in that sense because there's more demand for delivery.
1: Definitely, definitely. Mm,
0: that's nice to hear. I understand you guys at DKSH are expanding your services in the food service and retail scene. What could you tell us about this new business segment?
1: Oh, oh, yes. I, um, um, we have been um, around, actually, with the food service retail. We have been there all the time. Um, I'm, I'm proud to say that DKSH has been number one in the retail sector. Um, food service is something that we see, you know, the consumers after the post-COVID, um, um, I would say revenge eating, if I may use that. Ah. Everybody's is family. They are all out to the horikas. Horikas meaning to say the hotels, restaurants, cafes. Um, they are all going out to have their, their meals. And um, food service are the guys that is actually um, servicing this channel, um, food solutioning and uh, condiments, you know, and things like that. So, yes, we are actually very strong. Um, we have also collaborated with you know, QSR, the quick service restaurants, uh, the big few um, quick uh, fast food chains in Singapore as well, collaborated with them on uh, um, products that is um, on, on long-term basis. Mm.
0: We've been having this conversation at least for the past two weeks about in spite of the fact that e-commerce is on the rise or digitalization Mm -hmm. is on the rise, right? Mm -hmm. There are still some businesses that don't really get on board these platforms. Are you guys facing that with your clients? Do you guys help your clients with regard to getting on board e-commerce platforms?
1: Definitely, because um, I I would say a good um, um, good piece of our clients are all uh, on the e-commerce platform mm. um, like I said we have our we are very very strong with our B2B uh, business and we yeah. have just developed a JV with, um, to, to service the B two C part of the business so um, and consumers honestly you see during the COVID days they are kind of forced um, to be able to go online and adaptation you know so what happens is that now that the market is all kind of open um, um, the brick and mortar you can see a very gradual and stable growth. Yeah. Um, but not forgetting, the e-commerce is a convenience kind of uh, buying for uh, the consumers. Mm. So uh, that part of that chunk of that business in in in, in uh, the online business or e-commerce is still a huge pie of business that and we are able to service the part of that business as well you
0: guys have a very collaborative approach to a lot of the work that you guys do i mean at least that's the sensing i'm getting from a lot of the solutions <laughs> that you've been giving me
1: that definitely we we, we are a distributor in nature yeah. so collaboration is something that is um, on top of all our minds all the time because how we collaborate with our clients, which is all the brands in um, multinational company brands that you have, all the way down to even local brands that we represent. Mm. So, um, and th- that is one dot that we are joining. The next dot is really down to the customers. So the collaboration has got to be a 360 kind of thing, and uh, we are like the distributor sentiment to all this and we are we are we are we are really collaborating and joining dots together. Yeah. So collaboration is always. Um, tops in mind for us, actually.
0: One of the things I wanted to talk to you about was this post-COVID consumer trends. It's an interesting one because once, you know, certain restrictions were lifted, we saw so-called like travel, revenge travel or (laughs) revenge shopping, right? And then now there's this whole notion of, okay, inflation, maybe we're going to get a bit of a recession. I mean, what are you guys seeing in terms of this super fast consumer trends that are changing
1: right now? Right. I think, I think um, a, a few things that uh, um, 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 we are influencing, I would say. Um, one is really about this inflation in Singapore. Mm. Um, for us, you see, um, we, we are a distributor. We have a huge basket of clients or brands that is with us. We hold a high level of um, category that we are representing as well. And the word is really very much on liberating so um, 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 on on this case of leveraging, when we are able to leverage across many brands to make up a certain te- category, we are kind of able to influence to mitigate number one the inflation of pricing or even uh, phasing out um, inflation of fuel and um, you know and freight costs is something that is factual and it is real all right but um mitigating and influencing it is something that we are able to provide to our clients and even to the consumers so um post-covid we are talking about that um, uh, craze revenge of our uh, revenge travel and stuff yeah, like that yeah. it, that it is real especially applicable to Singaporeans <laughs> um, <laughs> and and and, and in, in June period I would say that there's, there's, there's a pretty huge group of revenge travelers did not have their chance to travel. And very much in our year end, I think most probably that's going to happen. So what happens is that uh, for us, and on top, to top that up is that, uh, you know, the Chinese New Year is very really close. Yeah. with the the festive into this year and stuff like that. So what happens is that uh, for us, we are really like collaborating with our clients and also our customers to really offer products off in the shelf and to make sure uh, our customers shelves are all filled up with our products rather than going on and out of stocks uh, kind of thing you know so that is one one way we are we are we are really uh, trying to tackle do you
0: foresee I mean we are talking about these changing consumer trends right do you foresee that there will be a continued so-called settling down period as we finally
1: enter a new norm yes I would say so Um, um, a new norm has, has has already actually affected, it's, it's, it's already there. Mm. Um, the, the way consumers are moving themselves from uh, brick and mortar into uh, e-commerce and now back to a little bit of uh, a slight growth, a st- stabilized growth of um, our brick and mortar again. So um, for us, DKSH, we are always um, looking our forecasting moving forward and seeing the trend of consumers as well. And also to leverage, and also to uh, um 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 make opportunities from there as well. So so yes, we we really see that happening. And um, for Singaporeans, you know, um, I, I, they are very affluent people. The <laughs> consumers are very affluent, so 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 they they will move, and you know, it's it's very volatile. If you ask me, the word, you know, yeah. they're, they're moving very very fast.
0: Yeah, trend changes really fast. Yes, I guess yes. finally, what's next for DKSH? How else do you see the business model evolving in future?
1: Um, we have a pretty stable and good model today. Okay. Um, but um, changes is always constant. Uh, We will also uh, pivot ourselves to go on a quantum leap to see, to change our way of working even closer to our customers, um, to add value to them, to add value also to our clients at the same time. You know, so I think um, working closer, even tighter and closer, more communication, more collaboration, again, I say, with our customers and our clients. All
0: right, then. I've been yeah. speaking with Tan Ken Jek, who is head DKSH Singapore and vice president fast moving consumer goods for DKSH Group. I really appreciate your time this morning. Take care and have a great weekend ahead.
1: Thank you, Elliot. Have a fine Thank you so much.
0: To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.